talking about getting into home ownership. So I think for those of us who own a home, we might really take it for granted what it means to get into the housing markets. There seems to be sort of two groups, the people that have purchased a home and don't really give it a lot of thought, and then others that are trying to either get into the housing market market or maybe move up, buy upwards, and deal with increased costs. So what does that really look like? It seems to be having a sort of a trickle effect here in our province, where it's not just Vancouver and Toronto seeing really inflated prices. It's happening here in Alberta as well. So let's get into it with our guest, who's a mortgage broker for Butler Mortgage, Ron Butler. Ron, thank you so much for making the time. Really appreciate getting your perspective on this. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Let's just start with getting a picture of what's going on here in Alberta. I mean, I think we think of the housing market as being uh, really crazy in these places like Vancouver and Toronto. It seems like it's the Wild West in places like that. The rules don't really apply, but we're starting to see some of those really inflated prices creep into our province too, right? Absolutely. Uh, there was a study done not too long ago that indicated in some regions around Calgary that rents, uh, what people have to pay for rents, for new rents, for taking on new new properties, it's gone up almost 40% in some locations. And that's just a direct reflection of how much mortgage rates have gone up because the landlord, of course, generally has a mortgage. And uh, those rates, those costs have gone way up and they get passed on to the renters. 40% is, <laughs> is that's insane to me. Our mortgages actually reflecting that or is that some people taking advantage of the situation and gouging? Well, the truth is, yes, there have been instances where mortgage payments have gone up 40%. That's absolutely true. People have a variable rate mortgage where the payment does go up. Uh, that payment, I talked to a gentleman just uh, this afternoon, his payment originally started at 0.89, and it's gone, it was his interest rate, 0.89, it's gone up to 5.69. So that is a massive change in his payment. It's just huge. Talk about how COVID has really played into the situation that we found ourselves ourselves in. There's this concept, I think, of free money, and that's being that's maybe contributed to this situation. Can you speak to that? Absolutely, and that is so true. You know, that, that, that gentleman's a perfect example, 0.89. That's like literally free money. If the uh, if inflation's 2, 2% back then, a lot more now, but it's 2% back then, and you're getting a mortgage at 0.89, that's like half of inflation. That's literally free. Um, lots of situations like that, but that was the COVID response, our government through the Bank of Canada dropped the interest rate at the Bank of Canada down to 0.25%, a quarter of 1%. This is basically zero. And uh, they also engaged in something called quantitative easing, where they bought their own government bonds. And uh, the fixed rates went down to as low as 1.59 for a five-year fixed. So if anybody ever thought there was a good time to buy a house, that would be then, right? I mean, that, that's just the deal of the century. And that certainly spurred on uh, a lot of buying at very low rates. But unfortunately, inflation has come back with a vengeance. Uh, and here, here's where we're at. We're at everybody who gets a renewal pays more. So, I mean, is it poor planning on the part of those buyers that got in on those really low interest rates? Is it poor preparation from banks, you know, not really giving people the full picture of what this was really going to look like in five, ten years down the road? I think you can chalk it up to poor communication from the government and from the Bank of Canada. Hmm. There was a moment in time where the Bank of Canada Governor Tiff Macklin told people, you should go out and borrow comfortably because Mm -hmm. interest rates will stay low for a long time. Uh, Same guy who said that inflation is just transitory. you got nothing to worry about. It's fine. So, uh, you know, we got a lot of misinformation. We got a lot of bad, uh, bad 
stuff told to us that uh, a lot of people say, well, I got the Bank of Canada governor telling me that the rates are going to be low for a long time. Let's get busy. And of course, that did not turn out to be true. You speak about there being sort of two groups of people. There's people who bought a house, you know, maybe a decade ago and their mortgage payments are manageable. And then there's the rest of people who you're either, you're trying to move upwards or maybe you're trying to get into the housing market. And these two groups remain really separate. Do you see any sort of intersection or, or bleed into one another? You know, those people that are maybe comfortably sitting in the home they bought 10, 15 years ago, does this pertain to them? Sure. Uh, I call it two solitudes. There's mm-hmm. two groups of people who have completely divergent interests. we got a group of people who say, you know, I'm sort of good with all these prices going up because, hey, uh, I bought 10 years ago. I got a great deal. I have a low mortgage. I, I'm, I'm just happy to see my personal wealth increase as sure. the prices go up. And then there's the other group who said, I'm doomed. I can, I'm never going to be able to afford a house. And if I can afford one, it's going to be a huge mortgage. So absolutely two totally separate groups. And here's the funny part. Some of the people in the first group as time goes by may have to access some of that uh, growing wealth in their property to give their kids a chance to make a down payment because that's certainly what is going on in places like Vancouver and Toronto. Ron, what do you think government's role and responsibility is in a situation like this? Well, true. the truth is government's role should be to find a way to make sure that these house prices stop going up. Now, I know a lot of people stop and say, whoa, 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 government shouldn't interfere in the free market. Well, guess what? They did already. They did with super low interest rates. They did with a million people coming to Canada last year and probably another million today. They interfere all the time in the housing market just by doing what they do. So if that's the truth, then they need to step up, be honest, and say, we have to develop a plan to make sure these house prices don't spiral out of control anymore. Quit using the word affordability, start telling the truth, and say, house prices have got to stop going up. We need to find mechanisms that just cause this not to go so high. And, you know, part of that is too much tax. Part of that is uh, municipalities having too much red tape. And all of those things could contribute to stopping the growth of house prices, which is just what's needed to get young people a chance to get into housing. Yeah, and talk a little bit about that, because I think what we're doing is such a huge disservice to young people that are trying to get into this market. Why is that such a big deal? Why is it important for someone who is, you know, like like the example you said in, the, in that one group, that one solitude, who is comfortably living with their mortgage and watching their property value increase? Why is it so important to think about this? It's so important because it's such a profound unfairness. You know, if you were that person 20 years ago, we'll go back 20 years, the average price of a house was roughly 2.5 to 3 times average family income. Today, in some regions, that's 7, maybe it's 6 in Calgary, maybe it's 7, maybe it's 10 in Vancouver, maybe it's 10 in Toronto, 10 times average family income to buy a house versus the people who were just lucky enough to be born earlier, and it was only two and a half to three times 20 years ago. That's affordable. That's a chance. That gives you that opportunity to own. So where is the fairness in saying, hey, new generation, you got to pay seven, eight, ten times your average income to get into a house? In other words, it's a basic unfairness, it's unequal, and we have to address it because just like this is Canada, we should be fair. 
that's how it should be. You know, it almost seems like it's like it's a joke, though, for for so many people that are part of younger generations that the idea of being able to afford a house is just not going to be an option. And so and so it just it is what it is. Do you see people in your experience that are just turning away from the idea of home ownership and maybe looking at other options and maybe that that dream of owning a house and not being the path that we all take is just something that many are shirking? One of the saddest things that happens in my business is listening to people comment, young people comment, that they don't believe they ever will own a home. If they don't have parents who are able to pass on that equity and find a way to give them a down payment, we hear it. They tell us, I don't think I'll ever own a home. And the profound wrongness of that is just terrible. Like, do you, do you want to be a renter for your entire life? Do you want to be forced out by a landlord saying that they've got to sell the house? Mm. Your kids have got to find a new school district. You have to, I mean, the list is long. Will you ever be that person when you're 60 or 65 who can say, I, I burned my mortgage. I, I don't have to worry about that payment anymore. That's part of my retirement is not having to pay that mortgage. If you can never buy, you'll never have that ability. And that is literally a completely unfair thing to put on these young people. The fact that they, some of them have given up, I think it's an indictment of what we've done in our society. You know, you talk about fairness, and it reminds me of an issue that has that I've seen come up before, talking about people taking advantage of this situation, understanding that more people are renting, more people are just acquiescing to the idea of being long-term renters. And if you have the wealth to afford to purchase a rental property, you'll do that. You'll scoop them up, and you'll take advantage of all of these people that are their only option is to rent. I, I've seen the ideas floated about put, putting a cap on how many properties someone can own. Do you feel like that's a creative solution that makes things more fair it's a it's a possibility it has to be investigated but what what really has to happen the first simple approach has got to be cut red tape find ways to give tax credits to first-time home buyers who are you know let's face it every municipality even even a city like edmonton has new home development charges they have permit costs they have levies the federal government themselves takes a chunk out of it with uh, with different kinds of taxes let's let's face facts we give a tax credit to people who legitimately are first-time buyers let's just credit back all this tax that these different levels of government are taking and give those people a shot. Let's do that before anything else. Let's yeah. say we need to find a way to, inc- not, not the crazy savings programs that the, the government comes up with. Hey, put aside eight grand a year tax-free and, oh, look, house prices went up 50 grand a year. I guess that didn't work out. So <laughs> forget about all that stuff. Give legitimate opportunities for young people to buy a house. Find a way to give a tax credit. Yeah, not just optics. Okay, Ron, thank you so much for sharing your insight. Really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Take care. Of course. Yeah, you too. Take care. That's Ron Butler, uh, mortgage broker at Butler Mortgage, talking about this increasingly narrow path to owning a house.